Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we're back. We said we'd keep bringing the content, and Box said one of the first things we're going to do, uh, it's been mooted for many a year now in different formats from people messaging us saying we'd love to see you two draft head-to-head against one another. People have floated decades. People have floated certain uh, origin teams or certain things like under 50 games or the best team to never play origin, etc. I thought the best way to do it because people wanted to hear us go head-to-head would be Plain and simple. The current rosters of the 2020 NRL teams, pick for pick. Uh, no snake drafts, so no back-to-backs, just alternating picks. We build yep. our 1-17s. We have a look at the end, where we think we're stronger, where we think we're weaker. Uh, you've also added in picking a coach, but I'd still think from our own perspectives what we'd think our teams would do well or what advantage we might have as a pair of coaches. Uh, people have floated other ideas saying we can only pick one from each team or two from each team or something like that. I think straight up, out and out right now, we're safe for just going head-to-head, open slather, every single player in the competition that's currently playing. Yeah, that's right. Pick our best 17. You pick your best 17. Um, and then people can agree, disagree. Create a little bit of a debate, eh? Yep. And to get the first pick... We hadn't had that sorted. I was going to put a vote up, but that's my bad. But you've done a coin flip and you I've done a coin flip. I'm going to put that up on the page so people know it's legitimate. You've got um, the first pick. I've got the first pick. Yeah, and I think I know where you're going to go and I want to stab you in the throat, but... Well, you tell me where I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to, I'm going to let you go. So let's kick it off straight away. First pick, Brock, in our 1-17 to head-to-head draft. Where are you going? Uh, Cameron Smith. Yeah, I knew you were going there, you prick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, I don't think you really need to justify that pick either. No, he's best player in the game. I don't care what best anyone says. Best player in the game. Old. I'm, I'm saying that uh, we're most influential player in the game. So You've got the best kicking game we're, out we're of dummy. Talking about, yeah, we're not talking about uh, starting a roster. I'm talking. We're talking about a one-off game that's going to be played this weekend. Yeah, head-to-head, straight up. Yeah. Well, I think you've made my second pick easier. Uh, but I was really hoping to have the first pick for that reason. I'm going to go James Tedesco. Yep. So I don't think, again, I really have to justify myself. A lot of people are big on Tommy. I love Roger Tuovasa-Shek. There's Ponga, etc. But as of what he's done in the last 12 months, the player that he is, his impact on the game, how busy he is, there's not one part of his game that's weak. I even know a couple of years ago, people were saying his ball playing wasn't great, which I disagreed with. But that's certainly now not an issue. He ticks every single box. He's the best fullback in the world. Yeah, go. There you go. All right, so hooker and fullback, first two picks off the board. Where are you going next, Brock? Uh, I'm going to go Payne Haas. Uh, You're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. Best best prop in the game, probably the best forward in the game at the moment. So I'm going with the big dog. Yeah, I can't blame you. I really can't. And I would have taken Tedesco, but obviously you've got Tedesco, so. Yeah. All's fair in love and war, and. uh, that's just how she rolls, mate. Yeah, again, I'm not going to argue with you. You've just picked an 80-minute front row, potentially. There's some there's some front rowers that we used to rave about playing 
high 60s or 55 minutes as opposed to your 40 minute. But there is no one like this in that position who plays that many minutes with that sort of production. He's incredible. Um, yeah, he's got Out and out right now. Bar one other person who I'm going to take because my next pick is Jason Tamalolo at lock. To be that size, that dynamic, that fit, that impactful in a game is absolute insanity. But, um, yeah, I think in the next 10 years, if he keeps up the way he is, Haas is going to probably go close to outdoing Tamalolo. Well, he will, yeah, he will. It's going to be a debate, isn't it? They're not exactly the same position. They're slightly yeah, slightly different, but... Um... I think you could say that Tamalolo probably has more of an impact in a 60-65 minute spurt, but Haas just does not... He doesn't curb his impact on a game. He's just consistent the whole game. He flatlines, he's there for everything, his carries are the same. His production over 80 minutes is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. That's right. Yep. Tamalolo and Tedesco for me, so I've gone fullback and lock. You've gone hooker, front row. Where are you going next? Uh, David Fafita. Oh, I swear to God, you're reading my mind. Yeah. Every one of these picks. Again, um, from the short sample size we've got, I don't think there's an argument to be made right now as far as damage, what he can do on a field, how dynamic he is. Uh, he's only scratching the surface, but right now, as a 19-year-old or 20-year-old, whatever he bloody is, I think we're already looking at him saying, well, in 12 to 18 months, we are going to be saying he's the best backer on the competition. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a very, very scary sight watching him play. Um, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, he can't be dog. There's a few spots here that I look at compared to those ones we went with, and I think you'd agree with me. Some of these positions I think you could give or take, whereas there's, you know, Tedesco is probably a standout fullback. Smith, Haas, like in their own positions, there's lots of good players, but I think they're absolute standouts. So, hmm, you've, you've got me in a little bit of a. Oh, rattle jar. That's okay. We've got time. Take a little bit of time. No, nah, it's it. not so much that. I'm just looking. I think there's a group after some of these players where you could make arguments for different guys. So, yeah, and that's okay. That's subjective. That's what this is all about. This is not really a position I'd like to go for this early, but I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to go Joseph Manu because you make an argument. For certain positions, centre to me now is one of the weaker positions in the competition. I yep. think there's a lot of guys that are young and playing good football, but as far as what you get on a week-to-week basis, you could argue your plays in a very good team. And I know a lot of people think Latrell Mitchell is the best centre. I think Joseph Manu's on par. He's more consistent. He's a good defender. Um, as far as creating two-on-ones and being defend, I think he ticks a lot of those boxes. So I, I think that's a fairly weak position. So given that I think there's guys I can pick up as we go along here in other positions... Uh, I'm going to take Joseph Marnie. Joseph Marnie, there you go. And I know where you're probably uh, going next. I feel a half coming. Yeah, I'm going to go Luke Keery. Yep, and again, you've, you've fucked me. The Keery, yep. Keery for feeder combination is one I really, really like. I think Keery's, uh, he's, yeah, potentially could be the best halfback in the game. Yep. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, on the yeah, back look, of... he, he was uh, he was going to be a shoe into the origin side. He's won two comps in a row. He's been influential. Uh, his, his next step is getting into that rep arena. Uh, and look, this year's probably stifled his chances. Um, I just love him. I think he's a great player. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got a bit of, bit of arrogance and a bit of prick about him, which I like. Uh, but he's just intelligent. He, he might be small. People might argue that he's small, but he gets in front. He tries to defend as best as he possibly can. 
Um, so, yeah, no qualms going with uh, Luke Keary. No, nah, and I'm going to support your pick by what I said in the 2018 Grand Final. As much as everyone likes to say, oh, it was Cooper Cronk, he was on the field. Mate, let's, let's not cut it any different way. That was Luke Keary's Grand Final. Yeah. Luke Keary owned that Grand Final. He was the best player on the park. He's one of the best halves in the competition. Take away any of the concussion issues. He would have played for New South Wales. He'd play for Australia. He owned one of those jerseys. And as far as Cooper Cronk moving on right now and some of the halves that are left over, I think... As a 5'8", or it doesn't matter if he's a 6 or a 7. Most people play one side, rarely play both sides right now. I'd say he's probably the best attacking half in the competition, if not close to. Yep. Uh, on that, I, I think that position's a bit light on. I'm going to take Cameron Munster at my 6. Yep. Uh, again, there's other 6s there. They're, they're a little bit inconsistent, but you've got a guy here. His ball playing is getting better, but out and out just as a runner... He's hard to put on the ground. He has two or three every single time. I think the kicking game's been developed over time, but uh, that we, we saw his impact when he came into the Origin Arena the other year in Game 3 when they tore us apart. He's just an absolute menace. There's still a lot more that I'd like to see develop and grow in his game, but um, last year, halfway through the season, was leading the Dalium. Looked very, very influential after the Origin period. He was caught a bit flat. Melbourne struggled in general, but I, I was going to, in that position... I don't think you can argue, probably, if you're going to say 5-8, that those two guys, besides maybe a Cody Walker, had a good season, and uh, Whiten, who obviously is solid, but there's a lot more to add to his game, but I think those two guys are the standout in that spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Where to next? That's a good question. I want to go Mitchell Pearce as my halfback. Yeah, you've killed me again. Literally everything I had in my tier one slot, when you got the first pick, you've just gone one after the other, you bastard. Yeah. Kiri is my six. Pierce is my seven. Uh, look again, I think Pierce is heading into that elite part of his career, so uh, I'm more than happy to have him line up in the seven. Nathan Cleary is probably the other one that I was looking at. I think Cleary start, started the year in fantastic form, but um, I'd still take Pierce um, over him at this stage. Yeah, and I, I think again, we we know what we think Cleary's going to be, but if you're going to go off the sample size you've had so far, probably not right now. Well, you're looking at last year and a little bit of this year. I didn't take a lot of this year into account. No, nah, I was going to say, if you're going off what you're starting to see this year and potentially what we would have seen by halfway through the year, I think Nate's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. He's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you at all on that one. Oh. Well, again, it, it, it kind of frees me up a little bit now because you've already got one of those positions and we don't really need to stockpile, obviously, because it's not a top 30. So. Hmm. This is, this is a funny one. This is a funny one. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go again, a, a spot that's probably not one you'd be expecting and I can justify this pick I'm going to pick Jack Whiten but not as a uh, not as a half you're going to pick him as a centre he's a centre I've been yeah. ranting and raving for years you know my opinion I uh, played a little bit of footy with him down there I honestly think if he played that position and he did it at Origin and for Australia that defensively to me he's just shut down and the best part of his game is also his running game he's played at fullback we've seen his passing game uh, I think that with him and Manu especially with the back rows that you've picked and the roll-on you're going to have in the middle, I'm going to need very, very good defensive edges. And I, I don't think you could pick many better centres than what I've picked. No, fair point. So, again, I'm more reacting to what you've done. And there's a few spots there that I'm, you know, going to get a second choice at a player purely because we're going head-to-head. But I'm also adjusting on the run 
to you basically picking up every single person that I had first slot for those positions so far. So I've got Manu and Whiten uh, on both edges now. Where to next for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. So having a squizzer and a few, a few that I like. Who have you got so far? Tedesco is my fullback. Team, yeah. I've got a centre pairing of Whiten and Manu, which is definitely a position I didn't want to go for too early. But given again, like I said, the lack of depth and we get one pick in each position, uh, I've sort of adjusted around that. I've got Munster as my six, and I've got Tamalolo as my thirteen. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick my bench utility, and I'm going to have Caelan Ponga. Yep. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. That's a fair point. I had a few guys I ripped down purely for that position. Uh, yep. I'm going to go one next again. If you want to go against it, I'm not going to argue, but I'm going to make the case because he started there. Uh, but again, if you think I'm stacking, you can say no. I wanted to pick Roger Tuivasa-Shek as a winger. Yeah, you can do that. And again, we know he started there. I know he plays fullback now, but if we're going head-to-head right now, his work from the back is as good as anyone. We know how busy he is. His footwork, he's just so dynamic around the middle. There's definitely some good wingers in the NRL, but um, yeah, if we were going to pick for a one-off game, there's no doubt that I think, again, in that argument, when everyone says that Tom and Ponger and these guys are the next best fullback, I still think Roger, if he wasn't playing at the Warriors, would be spoken about so much higher, and he just is so underappreciated because he's over there at the Warriors. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Viliami Kikau as my other back, edge back rower. Yeah, and you've, again, gone to the plan that I was hoping to go for, those two dynamic edges that are just going to absolutely cause havoc all day. So good on you there. I'm not going to not going to begrudge you that one for your team. Same time. Mm. Let's think here, Lewis. What do you got? Lifts. You're in isolation, mate. You should, have, you should have 40 players put down. I know, but I should have written down your team as I went so I could keep a track of what gaps you've got. Well, I can tell you. I've got uh, Luke Keary, Mitchell Pearce, Payne Haas, Cameron Smith, David Feeder, Viliami Kikau, and Caelan Ponga. So you've got both your back rows. Yeah. you got a six and a seven. Yeah. Uh, what else am I missing? You picked a bench utility. You've picked... Did you pick a fullback yet? No. No. So you got 6, 7, 11, 12, and you're 14. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. Mm. Well, I'm going to take one out of your book. Um, again, it's a very important position, and that's what you roll off on the bench, and I'm going to go one of my first bench forwards. I'm going to go Cameron Murray. Yep, smart. I'm looking to bring somebody on at that 25, 30-minute mark who's dynamic, gets a quick play of the ball, keeps us playing over the advantage line. Um, I think we all saw last year, and again, in two games this year, I don't like him playing out on that edge. I get the thing where they go, oh, you know, will he be able to last or maintain his football in the middle there? But in that middle third, he's just so powerful. His core strength and his leg drive, there's not a quicker play of the ball in the competition, and we saw how good he was uh, in origin and, again, in such a short sample size. He's a hell of a player to roll on for uh, Tamalolo after he's bashed up the middle for me. Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Josh Papali as my other front rower. Nah, you got my two tier one props. <laughs> killing me. You're killing me, Smiles. So I've got Haas, Smith, Papali, Fafita, Kikau. Bang. Thank you. Mm. 
I'm, I'm starting to get worried about my Ford pack here because you've just picked them all. <laughs> you've picked the eyes out of it, you bastard. Yeah, well, Ford's been games. They sure do. You get me there. Mm. Some thoughts here. Well, again, a guy that I think uh, is a little bit underappreciated. It's probably come more to the forefront last year and the year prior, starting to get more appreciation. I'm going to pick my first prop. I'm going to go Siwa Tokiaho. Yep. You got a guy again, mobile, ag- talk, talk. aggressive. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know if we could say he's underrated, but he still, to me, doesn't get the plaudits he probably deserves for the impact he has on the game. That's fair. So, Toki um, is my yep. first front row pick. I'm going to pick my lock forward, and I'm going to pick Jai Arrow. Fair enough. Mobile. Yeah. Good footballer. Can slot up into the front row. So it gives me a little bit of versatility. Yep. I'm going to pick my first back rower. I uh, got the one that I sort of wanted, but not the person I was hoping to pair him with. I'm going to go Wade Graham. Yep, nice. I was hoping to have him probably on that left with Kiri, but if anything, if I had Munster on my left-hand side now, I've got two ball players. I've got someone who we can run the ball on fifth play, sweep down short sides, someone who's super aggressive, uh, definitely put a shot on, runs a good line. Been injury prone the last few years, but I, I still maintain like we when we pushed his barrel all those years ago that Wade Graham's one of the, again one of those guys that's a little bit underappreciated, not so much anymore, but also a utility for Australia and can cover a lot of positions. So Wade Graham, first back row for me. You can play. Sure can. Can play. Where to next box? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to pick my um, first bench forward, and I'm going to take Jake Chaboyevich. Yep. Don't disagree with you there. Again, you've He's got... going to be my lock. Um, middle kind of player. Yeah. Lock middle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. This leaves me with a little bit to ponder here. Well. Yeah. I'm going to go Tyson Frizzell. I was more hoping to pick him as a bench forward, but as a starter, we've seen what he can do at origin level and international. I was hoping to kind of have him as a lock or a tight rotation like we see in those rep games where we have those impactful light guys. But um, given what we've kind of got left there and you've picked off probably the two most dynamic guys, I'm going to take the safe option. Yeah, he started would start to the year as well. Most definitely. Uh, I'm going to tip. I'm going to pick Tommy Turbo as my fullback. Tommy T. Again, not a bad move considering I swap one of the other two and you've also got Ponga there, so you've got options. If anything goes wrong, you can reshuffle. Certainly not lacking options. I'm going to go another another bench forward for me. Uh, and again, it's probably a guy, he's getting some more plaudits now, but I still don't think he gets anywhere the credit he deserves. I'm going James Fisher-Harris. Yeah. This is a guy that just, he runs more decoys, more supports than anyone. He's super aggressive. He can play an edge. He can play a lock. He started this year off massive with no preseason off the pectoral injury, but um, it's just, again, a grinder, someone who just puts in all the dirty work. There's not a game where you can say he doesn't have a dig. And I, again, I, I rate him higher than a lot of the guys that uh, are spoken about highly in football circles. Oh, a big dog. Mm. Right, yeah. Let's have a little, little squeeze. Mm. 
We're not thin, but I'm just want to make sure I'm. Uh, well, there's a position that I again I, I attacked early, but there's still two of the re- there's two really good options you can make an argument for there, but only one of them. Center. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one guy I really feel you know a little bit tense that I left out, but again the sample size right now is still more why I've gone with one. I know you're talking I know you're talking yeah, about Yeah, and the other one's the controversial one who we can talk about all day as far as yeah. his talent's concerned, but his application's piss poor, so yeah. that's the reason I didn't pick him. Well, I don't need to pick them now because you've already got them. So. Yeah, and that's like me with half and hooker. I've sort of left that alone because you obviously don't want to stack them in because it's a one-off game. You don't need them. Yeah, I'm going to go to the wing. Yep. The winger. Um, and I'm going to pick... Blake Ferguson. Yep. I don't blame you on that okay. one. He was in my top three I had here, but he wasn't the first winger I had written down. Um, definitely the extra front row model we're talking about these days. He does have an error in his game, but my God, when he carries hard and carries well like he did in Origin, um, you know, 200-plus a game, very destructive, good set okay. starter. So I like what you've done. With my team. With your team. I do like. The direction that you've taken, you think? Mm. Mm. Well, I need another front row. And it's not going to be a popular pick, but again, uh, more on what he said recently. But if you want to go off his football, I think he was close to the best front row in the competition last year. And because you've taken the other two, I need someone who's going to carry, offload, and break tackles. That's Adam Fanua Blake. Oh. I thought you were going to say Aaron Woods. Definitely not. Oh, oh you're <laughs> kidding. You're kidding. I'm joking. Again, uh, take the personal stuff out of it. I think you'd agree with me on what we saw last year. He was close to, if not, besides Papali and obviously Ars's contributions, he was the leading light as far as front rowers. He was close to 200 metres a game, three or four offloads. He's dynamic. He's aggressive. Um, he's certainly now at that top tier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, again, we, we're not talking on character kind of stuff, but you want to talk about consistency and impact on the game. I like Tapia, but I, I think, again, some weeks he can be a little bit quieter, whereas I think Adam Fanua Blake's definitely taken the mantle right there as their most dominant uh, front row. I would agree. Uh, I would agree. So she's filled up fast. We've been quick here. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, just have a little think. No, I'm not. Dis- no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I've one. got one. I've got one that I uh, is in my head that I'm keen on, but I'm just making sure I'm not going to miss someone else to put him in. Um, I'm going to go the Fox, Josh Adokar. Yep. Again, I had him on the list, and I considered what you were, what you've done, but uh, I had him a bit further down. Yeah, I know. I know who you've got at the top of your list. Who's that? You have Ken Marmolo at the top of your list. Ken's up there. He is. Ken and Tupa. And again, you don't need a winger now, but for all the reasons, some people write on there that I just obsess over set starts. But again, it's one of the most important parts of the game now. Uh, Fox is probably close to the best finisher, if not the best finisher besides Sevo. Well, I've got one of each. I've got Ferguson, who's my workhorse, and I've got Adokar, who's my finisher. Yeah, and I think you'd agree with me that we've seen what Roger Tuovasashek did in his one year on the wing, and he turned some people inside out. So I'm happy that he can cover both of those bases. But, yeah, on the flip side of it, I'm going to need just someone who's a pure, pure, brutal basher. So I might as well just pick him now because it's covered. I'm going to take Ken as my other wing with Roger. Uh, some people out there would probably be wondering about the Sevo thing, and he, he did a lot of good work finishing no, last year. But 
Um, you know, there's, there's errors at times. There were some games where his yardage was good. That's probably one area he needs to improve on. Compared to some of these other guys, there's weeks where he's really busy and then there's weeks where he's not busy. Mm. He could be easily the best winger in the competition if he did it every single week. But uh, again, go look at video. Take it from a coach's perspective. If you watched his games week in, week out, he's definitely not the most consistent winger. Could he be the number one winger? 100%, and he should be if he applies himself better in that area week to week. But I'd rather take a more consistent forward. I'm taking the winger of the year last year, the most tackle breaks, the most metres, and he still scored 17 tries and the most post-contact metres. So couldn't be asking for a better set starter, that's for sure. No, no, good pick. Where to next? Yeah, good question. My bench options, we both stole. I'm going to go Katoni Staggs. Yeah, and that was the only one I kind of looked at. Um, after I took Manu, they're both right centres. Uh, again, I, I think Stags will be heading into that stratosphere. and I, I think you'd agree with me. It's more a word they use in the NFL, but they say that a running back is a violent runner. I think Stags is one of the first guys in a long time I look at, and he is literally, when he runs, it is violent. Yeah, He wants to hurt people. He wants to run over people. Um, there's still a silly error or two in his game, but he come through the 20s playing mostly back row. He played some lock. He was a goal kicker in first grade with how dynamic he is and the team that they've got right now, that forward pack. Center's a great position for him to play off the back of the pack they've got, and he'll be in origin contention if that goes ahead this year. Mm. So I, I, I don't argue with that one at all. That's a good pick. So what have I got here? I've got my back five. I've got my forward pack, but I left half and hooker because you took those early. So I guess I may as well go to the next option. And again, this probably won't make everyone happy, but hooker, I know a lot of people think Damien Cook is probably number two, but I'd still say that Josh Hodgson uh, is a more complete player and a better player. So I'm going to take Josh Hodgson as my hooker. Yeah. You've got a great left foot kicking game. I think he's the heartbeat of what everything that Canberra does. He manipulates the ruck. Like Smith, he's one of the only hookers that jumps out and chips in in the halves and can be second receiver or first receiver. Uh, I think we've seen how important he is to them. And I, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not, but I think, again, on overall face value of what we've seen so far, I think him and Smith are still one and two. Yeah. I think Cook uh, and McInnes are there. Well, probably... You can make a different argument for Cook and Hodgson are probably on the same level, but they're different players. So it depends on what you're trying to achieve. If, if you're wanting... Uh, if you've got a massive forward pack and you're trying to roll forward and you want someone dynamic to bring your halves onto the ball, you probably go with um, you probably go with Cook. But if you know, in looking specifically at your team and my forward pack, you're probably going to need that better defender and someone who'll be able to, uh, I guess, engage and manipulate out of nine, which Hodgson's definitely better at than than Cook. Also, I just I just don't think Cook's really got a kicking game. There was some development in the ball playing last year, but I think if he went. Just all the overall attributes of a, of, a, of a nine. I think Hodgson still has more to his bow than what Cook does at this point in time. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I'd agree. And again, the two best kicking games out of dummy half, him and Cameron Smith are miles ahead of everyone. And I, I think between the two of them, they have a better kicking game than some of the halves in the competition. Yeah. So I'll take that to help out Munster, who doesn't have the best kicking game. But I've got Wade Graham paired up with him to help out with some ball playing and some options on that left edge. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to pick my first out and out bench prop. I'm going to go um, JWH. Ah. <laughs> You'd stole him. You got Jared. Jared. Oh, he was going to be my last bench forward. I had six or seven guys written down, and you took some of them for start. But he was the guy I was going to take him. 
as my last bench forward because you know what he's like when he's been sitting on the pine for a while. He goes mental. Cranky. You can Cranky. unleash him on a game and he will just lay the smack down on some people. A fair yeah. bit of hurt. Uh, the last open spot left is halfback. Uh, I'm going to take somebody that we're, we're probably not the biggest fan of because <laughs> he did the backflip on your mob, the Titans. But if we're being serious on a, on a football perspective here, Daly Cherry Evans, um, there's Cleary, there's Moses, some people would argue for Reynolds, Brooks, etc. all these other people, but I don't think there's a better defensive half in the competition. I think if you watch in particular the way he wrestles or slows rucks, he steals very, very well. He's running, he's ball playing, um, he controls the game very, very well, and I, I don't think there's a better long kick as far as halves and getting out of trouble. Mm. There's a lot of good stuff about Cherry Evans. I'd like to see... You know, probably him dominate some origin or rep games uh, a bit more often. But as far as what he does at club for Manly, that, that's his team. Yeah. So, um, you know, like we said, Cleary off that small sample size. I know a lot of people rant and rave about Moses' year last year. But Moses, for me, still at this point in time, the ball playing, digging into the line, the running, I, I, I still think he's a bit kick-happy at times and probably doesn't dominate a game enough. Uh, I think Brooks is highly underrated. But again, not someone I was going to look at. And, and Reynolds... Again, a bit more kick-happy, not such a runner or someone who dominates and, and, and takes over a game. that They all seem to sit on their edges and, and, and take advantage of the little bits and pieces they do well. But I think DCE, Pierce are two of the more dominant halves, if not the most dominant halves in the competition. Yeah. So there you go. My 1-13 to is locked in. I've got two bench spots left. What do you, what do you well, got? Go through, your, go through your start. Go through your 13. Well, I've got James Tedesco at fullback. On the wings, I've got Roger Tuovasashek and Ken Marmolo. My centres are Jack Whiten and Joseph Manu. My 5'8", Cameron Munster. My halfback, Daly Cherry Evans. Front row is Adam Fenua Blake and Siasiwa Tokiaho. The hooker is Josh Hodson. The back row is Wade Graham and Tyson Frizzell. And the lock is Jason Tamalolo. And then the bench at the moment, I've got two bench forwards. I've got two dynamic, uh, powerful movers in James Fisher-Harris and also in Murray. Murray's a guy, obviously, that can be deployed as a middle. Uh, you've seen him cover for South on an edge and some centre and that if you got desperate, but that's not the plan. Fisher-Harris has showed he can play anywhere in the forward pack from prop to lock to back row. It doesn't matter. He's just a dynamic player. So, What have you got left? Uh, I've got a bench prop or a bench forward and a uh, centre to go. All right. Well, so I'm going to pick Big Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, that was my next bench forward that you've taken off me. Hello. <laughs> you've killed me. Again, in a short burst, I can completely understand what you're thinking. If you want to roll on some guys and they're going to do some damage by the time you get a a Haas or some of those guys you've got back onto the field. I couldn't think of anyone better to unleash for 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Big Nelson. Big Nelson. All right, so 1 to 13 is covered. Now I'm looking... Yeah, I'm still missing a centre, so I've got one pick left. Yeah. I now need potentially a utility and a bench forward. So I've just got to cross off a few more. Two guys that I considered for the utility kind of role I've used in my team because of the way you've selected, which doesn't surprise me. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go there anyway. Again, it's a smaller sample size, but there's not many 
out-and-out utilities. There's a couple of guys like a Wade Graham who you, you carry, say, in origin, and they use him as a middle or an edge, or he can play six. We've seen Peach do it, but again, uh, form not great. Michael Morgan's considered for a lot of those roles, but, um, you know, I, I considered Brandon Smith, but again, it's basically purely a middle and a nine coming off the bench, but I'm going to go with someone we've only seen in a short sample size, but I just think he's an out-and-out footballer. I'm going to pick Connor Watson. Yeah. Connor Watson looked good at nine. He's looked good when he's played some fullback at the Roosters. We've seen him on the weekend just floating around the field. How explosive and dynamic he is, just playing as a lock. Um, he can play in the heart. He's just one of those guys that we talk about, like a Peachy or whatnot. I don't think he really has a position. He's just someone you can put on the field. But if I get any, gonna, um, any injury, yeah. I can play him at one, six, seven, nine, or I can just unleash him in the middle. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm going to pick my coach. I'm going to go Trent Robinson. You know what? And most people probably wouldn't expect it, but I was going to go there. But I think you know who my coach is going to be. Yeah. If it's not Robinson, uh, it'll be the great man Craig Bellamy. We're probably He's not going to be, as I say, we're probably not as tactical, but I still think Craig's uh, football now is a little bit underappreciated. A lot of people talk that it's just an army camp and he's a psychopath and we know that Robinson's a, a deep thinker and considers probably uh, tactics and all those little bits a bit more, but never underestimate uh, what a great man manager and somebody the ilk of Craig Bellamy can do to a group and we've seen it time and time again. They may have had a, a couple of really, really good players but as far as some of the surrounding pieces, they've failed at other clubs when they've left Melbourne. And there's a reason yep. for that. It's Craig Bellamy. Correct. So Bellamy's my coach. Robinson's yours. You've got one pick left. It's, it's a centre. I do. I'm going to go uh, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. And I think you understand earlier why I didn't pick Latrell. But I'm not disagreeing with you if we're going out off what we've seen on his best day. He's the best centre in the world. Yeah. I'm just going a more consistent approach because of exactly what we know. Uh, game to game, defensively, he can be disgraceful. He can just not be involved. He can make a couple of errors, um, but his best day is second to none. Yeah. Clearly second to none. Uh, I've got one spot left on my bench. And some of those guys we took, Tokiahos, Yifanua Blakes, I was looking at a Frizzell, a kick out, I was trying to maybe swipe a couple of them, JWH he got. So I've got Watson as my utility, Murray, Fisher-Harris. I think I'm going to need a big boy. Yeah, I was going to say, your bench is a bit light. I'm going to need a big boy. Uh, there's three props I've got written down here, but I'm going to I take... I know where you're going. I reckon you're going to go with um, Tino. No, I'm not going to go with Tino. Ooh. I'm going to go with the man that I actually asked two or three mates that are playing, and one still up to last year said that on field that he still thinks the best prop in the competition is Jesse Bromwich. Yeah, okay. So that kind of surprised me. I think Jesse's probably, again, a little bit under the radar, but he still chalks out. He's 150, 160 a game. He still plays 55, 60 minutes. He's a rock in the middle of the field for Melbourne. Uh, he hasn't played that bench role in a while, but instead of playing those big minutes, I assume, similar to a, a Nelson, he's a very big boy. If I brought him on for 25, 30 minutes, he's going to have an impact. He's got good footwork. I, I consider Tapio. He does a good role for New Zealand in that role. Um, good buck, good explosiveness. I considered Vaughn. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go, going to go Jesse. Big Jesse. Yeah, still a little bit underappreciated uh, after again he set the world on fire. But again, I, I think sometimes after a player has one of those seasons, it's just never good enough again afterwards. A lot of people look and go, he hasn't been as good, but he's still ever consistent. Yeah, he's a gun. So 
got some players left on here between two of us. Um, I guess for wing positions because we went otherwise, you know, Tupo could have been considered. Yusivos, Nofaluma for his tackle breaks. Uh, like Locks or middle forwards. Dale Finucane was a consideration for one of those bench spots or a middle role. Neither of us picked Cordner or, or John Bateman who can play back row in a couple of spots. Uh, Sherry, Ramian in the centres. It's not really a deep position, but I'm, I'm not really... I looked, lo- at, I looked at Sherry. I thought about Sherry. Yeah, I'm not really losing sleep over that. I think it's more probably the back row where you've got a lot of choice. I think the other one that I considered for my... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Utility role is Ryan Madison. Yeah, Madison. That's yeah. a guy who can play lock, back row. He can play in the halves. He's played centre. Uh, hooker that was always, again, it's not a deep position, but I think Cook and McInnes would be the next two up if you were picking. Oh, I, th- I think it's Cook and then Daylight. Yeah. Uh, halves. I'd, I'd probably, I'd, I would have probably gone Happy Corusau before I go Cameron McInnes. Yeah, all right. Well, again, I, I guess he shared time last year, and but now he's got his own role, so. Here we go. What's your one to seventeen, Brock? My one to seventeen is uh, Tommy Trebojevic at fullback, Blake Ferguson and Josh Adokar on the wings, Katoni uh, Staggs and Latrell Mitchell in the centres. My five eight is Luke Keary. My halfback is Mitchell Pearce. My front row is a Payne Haas and Josh Papali. Cameron Smith at hooker. David Fafita and Viliami Kikau in the back row. Jai Arrow at lock. Uh, my bench, I've got my two bench props are Jarrah Warrior Hargreaves and Nelson Asafa Solomona. My lock, uh, uh, sorry, my lock middle um, is Jake Trebojevic and my utility is Caelan Ponga, coached by Trent Robinson. Who was your lock again, sorry? Jai Arrow. Arrow, that's when I, when I missed you. All right. Well, mine, my back five, Tedesco, is the fullback. The wings, Roger Tuovasashek and Ken Marmolo. The centres, Jack Whiten and Joseph Manu. The halves, uh, Cameron Munster and Daly Cherry Evans. The front row, CSCY Tokiaho and Adam Fanua Blake. Hooker, Josh Hodgson. The back row, Wade Graham, Tyson Frizzell on the edges. Tamalolo, the lock. The bench, Connor Watson, is my utility, Mr. Fixit. He can cover a lot of positions, and if not, you just throw him out there and let him go wild. Cameron Murray as a as a middle, good footwork. Fisher Harris can play middle or edge, and Jesse Bromwich is my out and out big man, coached by Craig Bellamy. If I'm going to be honest, uh, I think in the back row we match up, but I think I might have a slight edge. In the halves, I definitely in think. The back row. No, in the back five. Back five, jeez. I about to say, if we're going to go down to the crux of it, I'm happy to admit your forward pack's going to murder mine. Yeah. And again, getting that first pick, you kind of rolled on from everything I was thinking. I wanted to get Cam. Then I was looking to go to a Haas. Fafita wanted to be the first edge back row, but... Um, well, you could have got him. No, no. You could have got him. You've got me, so... 
You've got me good. I think on the forward pack alone, you beat me. Yeah. I probably... Better hooker, better halves. I have a patch there, probably. I think I do good in yardage, but I think for the most part, we're defending. Yeah, you're getting pulled. I think bench we could match up. Get the, get the TAB. We should get someone from one of the betting companies. If anyone from the betting companies are listening and you hear these teams, give us a line, what the line would be. But, yeah, I'm more than happy to admit, the forward pack, you got me rattled early. I should have, should have addressed a couple of those players. I went Panicked. and tried. I went you, to try. You were like the people down at Woolworths, panic, uh, panic by and bog roll. But, yeah, you've got you just me. lost all sense, didn't you? Right, I went away from what I always say, forwards win games. Yeah. I looked at the depth in a few positions and thought, I'll come back for that later. But I've right. just completely ignored the number one thing that, I, that I've told myself as a middle. Disappointed in myself. Yeah, go and have a shower, have a think about it. Yeah, dead old, bit of steel wool, take some skin off. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, again, back five, good set starts. Probably uh, not struggling to get on the front foot, but off the back of that, I think Kiri Pierce, like you said, you probably have a bit more. You've definitely got more creativity. You've got Cam holding up the middle of the field. I've got Munster, who'd probably been doing goose steps and three sixties and hopping around, fending three people standing flat. Uh, I think the Haas Papali combination probably blows it out of the water, getting you going forward. I think we could hold up in the middle, but again, for a whole game, I don't think so. Yeah. But I think the line. If we're going to put it, put something on it, I think this is at least a dollar fifty to two fifty. You're probably getting about eight point start, I reckon. Oh, I thought about six and a half start. But yeah, minus six and a half. We we, we would have to be very very tidy, my team. We'd have to be very tidy. <laughs> Do you want to maybe go through one more time? I've got uh, Tommy Turbo, Blake Ferguson, Katoni Stags, Latrell Mitchell, Josh Adokar, Luke Keery, Mitchell Pierce, Payne Haas, Cameron Smith, Josh Papali, Dave Fafita. Viliami, Kickout, Jai, Arrow, Jarawira, Hargreaves, Nelson, Asafa Solomona, Jake Trebojevic, Kalen Ponga, and Robbo is my coach. Yep. You got Fafita and Kickout, who both play left. Who would you flip to the right? Um, I would flip Kickout of the right. Just because he's physical, not worried about fending or carrying all that kind of stuff. You can just use him as a battering ram. Yep. And Pierce would be a right side half, Kiri left. Yeah. Yeah. You got Stags on the right, Latrell on the left. Yeah. Ferguson left, Fox on the right. Yeah. Fair enough. Haas and Papa. Well, I'd have Jack. Papa. Jack on the left, Manu on the right. The halves, you've got left side Munster. DC would be on the right. The middles, the back rowers, Wade on the left, Frizzell on the right. So you've got Frizzell, Cherry Evans left. You've got Munster, Wade, and Whiten, along with I'd probably put Roger on the left, in all honesty. But he's got a right foot step, so I'd take that back. I'd put him on the right-hand side so he can bounce back in field. But, yeah, happy to admit defeat. I've lost it in the forward pack. You've got me. I'm sure everybody out there will have their opinions. Yeah, well, we want to know your opinion. How to win. More than happy to admit the forward pack wins the game. I'm screwed. I think um, I think we should do something similar, but go an all-time team. Our all-time team. All-time team. Team, my favourite players. Yeah, you just pick your your best one to seventeen and your coach. Um, I think that might be our best. Our next potty. 
Um, well, keep these ones pretty short and sweet. This one, what is it, 40, 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah, so 40. something short and sharp for people to sink their teeth into. And we'll do another one in a couple of days, I reckon. Um, yeah. But we'll post these. We'll give this a bit of time for people to listen to it. Then we'll post the teams up on on the pages and on social media and uh, people can sort of argue as to who who um, they think would win uh, and any any picks that they reckon we got wrong or whatever. I guess we're all expert GMs, aren't we? So Yeah, well, I think the only one on this one, and I was going to say the same thing as usual, people don't be offended. Don't blow up. This is just what we would draft. Oh, Every- blow up. Good. I want, I want a blue. Everyone's right. different. But, yeah, people could make arguments. Oh, no one picked Sevo or, you know, someone didn't pick Bateman, etc. But, you know, again, different motivations for strength and weaknesses, like hold, I said. Hold my beer. I've got Dave Fafita and Julian Mikikau. I'm okay without Jordan Bateman. Yeah, and I'm sitting here going, well, I like Bateman, but Wade Graham ticks a lot of boxes for me, and I think Frizzell's one of the most dangerous blokes to be running. The only, the only potential change that I'd make to my team is I wouldn't pick Ponga. And I'd play maybe Damian Cook, but then I looked and thought, well, Smith will play 80. Yeah, you don't, you don't um, need Or him. the other one would be Victor Radley because you can cover nine if Smith gets injured. Yeah. Um, and he can play a bit of lock. But I've got Jared Nelson and Jake Jaboyevich, so I don't really need middle colour. I don't know how I would get Radley on the field if, unless I had to bring Smith off because you just bring Arrow off and put Jake Turbo on and they both play big minutes. And then you've got Nelson and Jared who'd just roll on and destroy for 15-20 um, probably two 15 minute stints and then you got Haas and Papali who can play big minutes so yeah. I just thought well I'd, I'd pick someone outside of the box, Caleb Ponga, he can cover outside backs, he can cover halves and at a pinch he can cover nine so that's really the only spot where I'd be in a little bit of strife potentially if Cameron Smith went down injured but when's the last time we saw Cameron Smith come off the field injured no, I still so, can't remember how many career games he's missed I think it's like two for injury yeah there you go so, so you, you know what you get you know you're getting 80 minutes and you know more than likely he's going to get through the game so I think you'd but agree just mate give me a little bit of freedom with that utility position yeah well again I'm not worried about uh, much as far as the forward pack's concerned Tokiaho Fanua Blake both play big minutes Tokiaho in particular if you wanted to let him go can play probably up to 55, 60. We've seen Fanua Blake consistently now playing up to 50. I'd rotate those guys for a more mobile setup with Fisher-Harris and Jesse Bromwich. He'd have some footwork, some offloads. Murray for Tamalolo. I could run him out there for, again, half hour. Just let him roam around the ruck. And Connor Watson, if I wanted Hodgson to go have a rest and have a 20-minute spark. And if not, if I got desperate and I just wanted to feel like I could terrorise your middle a little bit, I could just let Connor Watson go out there. But I think yeah. probably on that side, like you're saying, I've probably got more out-and-out utility. But again, that's not your biggest consideration for a game when you've got Cameron Smith. Yeah, if, right. if I got into trouble at one, six, seven, nine, I've probably got better cover in that. But at the same time, uh, as far as the, the head-to-head front row battle and the two back rows, it, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. I think defensively, uh, again, DCE, good defensively. Munster, Munster's good with contact, but I think he's a bit iffy at times. You've got the same deal with Kiri, but I, I think Pierce and Cherry Evans are probably two of the better defensive halves. Yeah. So they're not going to lay off uh, whoever's running at them. In my case, Der- uh, Cherry Evans is going to have a long day because he's marking up on for, for feeder. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's definitely where it's lost. I think you've, you've definitely got me on the starting pack. There's no doubt about it. I might be able to help my forwards out with the back five. I think I've got a good back five. But at the end of the day, that middle's not going to hold up over the long term. I think you win by eight to ten. 
I think it could blow out late. Yeah, well, that's all, mate. It's going to be depending on errors and how the game would play out. You're going to get me definitely. Your middles, they're going to roll. We're probably going to have uh, you know a dead marine or tightening up a little bit, which will open up the the room on the edges, and you just get early ball out to kick out. You for feeders, get them one on ones. Probably the big overestimation here was going early on the centres, which was stupid, really. Yeah. Well, and I could just mistakes. I could admit that it's just dumb. Who was your other centre? You had Jack White, and who was the other? One? Manu. Joey Manu. Joey Manu. I could have just left it and got Stags, or again someone later. I think the big one was the Latrell pick. I just I looked at the centres otherwise and thought I I want to be locked down on majors. I think. And and your wingers were Ken two and, of Shek. and Ken. Kenny. So between those two and Tedesco, we're certainly not going to struggle to, to start our sets off. The all Warriors backline. <laughs> the all Warriors back. The all Warrior wingers. Yeah. Teddy at one. White and Manu. I still think again, if if White and became an out and out centre, much like Manu, I think he'd be. He, well, they picked him there for Australia for Christ's sake, which yeah. speaks to what I'm talking about. But defensively, haven't played there with him, and if you've ever seen him hit somebody, it's not a good time. Uh, there's not many better people that make decisions on numbers or coming in on their inside shoulder. And I think Manu Manu has played against Latrell a couple of times now and got the wool over him when they've played for New Zealand and Australia. So I'd probably be happy to say that I think Manu, on his day, is close to the best, if not the most consistent centre in the world. Yeah. But you need forwards to get to your back, so... You got me. Definitely got me. Um, Who did you go? Hooker, you had... Hodgson. Josh I've got a left foot kick to help out with Cherry Evans because Munsters doesn't have the best kicking game. You've got someone who manipulates the ruck well, gets them over the advantage line a bit like Smith and works things over. We're going to need that with your forward pack. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that's the main point there. I think the rotations are a bit different as far as how we're playing things. You've gone probably more destructive as far as the two big boys. I've gone a bit more lightweight, compact with footwork and a bit of speed around the middle to try and catch out some of those guys. But, yeah, I think that's that's the main difference. Picking up on the forwards, you've definitely got the more more destructive back rails, the two more destructive front rails. Uh, it's it's going to be one and lost in the trenches, definitely. Big Connor Watson. Yeah, like you said, you saying about the utility thing, I definitely don't have a concern there, but, again. Uh, so on your bench you had Cam Murray, Jesse Bromwich, Connor Watson, and who was the other one? Fisher-Harris. James Fisher-Harris. Who... We've seen play lock, prop, back row. The first two rounds already he's played back row for a game, and then he's played lock for a whole game. He can play the big fella. He can. In all the little things, and again, I'm not really... So your forward pack, who are your front rows? Tokiaho and Fenua Blake were the starters. Tokiaho. Adam Fenua Blake. Yep. I'm just typing these in, that's all. Yeah. Blake, Wade Graham. Tyson Frizzell. Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. You've murdered me in the back row, and I've got... Who, t- was, the, who was the lock? Tal Malola. Yeah. Done. All right, that'll just about do us, eh? You've killed me. Do it for today. Mate, for someone who's so, such an advocate for forwards, I panic bought. You're right. 
Yeah, she's, she's gone and bought the dunny roll. The isolation's making me crazy. I've lost my mind. Cray cray. I did go cray cray. I, I bought what, what I didn't need. Yeah, and now you've got it there and you're going, what the fuck do I buy that? Exactly. For anybody out there, if you're isolated, help me. Hashtag free Louie. Team Lewis. Let me out, Brock. I can't help you, mate. It's only one week today. I've got another week to go. I'm trying to avoid any interaction with kids at school because it's... Um, you, just, you just don't know who's carrying what at the moment. So... Well, I don't know if we're, anyone... Um, we're still at school, and I know that that's causing a lot of angst. Yeah. A lot of teachers are complaining about it. I'll withhold my opinion, but... A lot of people... I, um, I can see it from the perspective that... Um, Emergency care workers, etc., need to have care for their for their kids. So, from that perspective, um, I'm uh, I'm more than okay being at work, um, and I understand that in order for people to work, we need to be here to provide that care that we would normally provide. I think it's just the parents that are sending kids um, who essentially don't need to be at school. That's probably where I think most teachers are having. Uh, an issue, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, hard for social distancing and numbers, and yeah, it's, yeah, and it's they're getting they're being taught an alternative curriculum at the moment, so it's it's all online, um, which causes some issues in itself. In that, not every kid can access internet, so um, yeah, it's 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 definitely an interesting an interesting time to to be alive and to be a school teacher, but. Um, we're, we're bloody lucky to be in a job. There's a lot of people who just don't even have a job to turn up to. So I think we're, we're going to be careful in how we navigate each day um, and got to be super uh, careful of hygiene and washing our hands and how we interact with kids and social distancing and all that sort of stuff. But um, I feel pretty lucky that I've got a job to turn up to every day. Yeah, and it so, is, it's definitely... You know, there'd be a hell of a lot more stress if I didn't have a job to turn up to. Yeah, which is now the reality for a lot of people and a lot of people we know. So yeah, and, uh, yeah, you won't you won't hear a complaint out of me. No, and I'm not complaining either. Um, this situation again is worthwhile, and you've it's only saying it. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, I don't know the government hasn't done it yet. But you've got the doctors now doing a video together all across the country from all different fields, just begging for the government to put us in a lockdown. If if that yeah. doesn't show you that we, we need to do so I, I don't know what does because they're the yeah. ones that are dealing with the brunt of this the curve is not going to stop while we've got idiots as we've seen yesterday a young bloke going into a police station and thinking it was funny to pretend he had it and cough on police or there was a guy this morning at, at one of the beaches who climbed the fence and was carrying on saying this is my fucking beach and no one can stop me rah, rah, rah. people just aren't listening they don't care they're being selfish morons um but when when the people that are going to be the difference between life or death are begging for some help and for isolation i, I think that should say everything that needs to be said yeah exactly because they're yeah, the ones right. that are dealing with it um and if this curve gets too big we've already seen it how they've basically explained it they're gonna to have to turn people away yeah and think about if you know that's your grandparents or someone who's older or someone who's got a defect or an immune issue, like any kind of problem. People that have issues already uh, and the elderly are the most likely to be affected by it. But think about your grandparents, your own parents. Like Even our parents, they're not really in the age demographic, but it's still something I do not wish upon them at this point in time. No. Um, they're the ones we've more got to worry about. So 
why I'm sitting here joking, saying free Louis, and it's sending me a bit stir crazy. Yeah, just sending me a little bit stir crazy uh, after a week, and uh, you know, but it, but it's worth it because at the end of the day, look look what this is. Look at the effect it's having. Yeah, better safe than sorry. Um, and yeah, like I said it to you the other day, without getting a bit selfie, I really want to see uh, your young bloke who I haven't seen for a couple of days, and Lila as well, and yourself, and uh, you know. My own partner is now out of the house for another week at the moment, so it's just one of those things. But again, it's all for the betterment given the situation. Well, that's right. Yeah. And exactly. like I've said to a few people, oh, why? Because, you know, I'm not going to go into the details of why I ended up isolated. But as far as like I said, at this point in time, if a doctor says that's the thing to do, just fucking listen. Yeah, that's right. Isolate, it- like I'm, I'm. Um... We did a pretty big, we did a, a bit of a meat shop last week, so we got meat in the fridge. So really, I'm only going, I come to work and I go home and that's it. So on the weekend, we did nothing. We just stayed inside. So until this passes, like, it's, you just don't know. You, you don't know how bad, it might, it may be that it's it's pretty harmless to people in our demographic, but if I can avoid getting it, I, I don't really want to no, have it. you don't want it full so, stop. You don't want it. No. So if I can avoid it, and, you know, there's nothing going on anyway. There's nowhere to go. No, nah, that was my point to a lot of people the other day. Like, well, I'm bored here. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Even if I was but, going... But even if you weren't, you'd still be at home. No, nah, and I, I, if I was going to work and coming home, yeah, there's there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. This is everyone's reality. I think the only thing I'm kind of missing, like we all do, is uh, a few people laughed the other night when I said I could talk under wet concrete with a mouthful of marbles. You know that to be the case. I'm more just missing uh, the human interaction with multiple people, and I can still speak to you on the phone or text or speak to people but it's more the human interaction face to face or uh, yeah. the little bits and pieces but again at the end of the day it's for all our betterment and hopefully we get through this quicker than well, we and the more that people do it the quicker we're going to be yeah. out yeah. of this predicament and you know whether the, whether the quick route is six months who knows or it's three months or it's three weeks or it's however long it's going to be but look the government's sort of saying this is what we need to do and the health professionals are saying this is what we need to do, so do it. Um, I, I just think we live in a generation where people struggle to be told what to do. Yeah, they do. They don't have but enough people respect. People with authority. So yeah, they've been enabled, which is ridiculous. So I'm, as I, as I always say, I'm, I'm no expert. I'm no. an expert on it. I'll give you my opinion on it, but um, I'm certainly nowhere near an expert on, on any of this stuff so you just follow the advice simple as that yeah and I think the bigger thing is like I said when people are going oh well, I, I, I it's not a, it's not fucking yeah, that's about, the problem it's not about that's you the problem. it's about everyone else like I'm I'm thinking about our grandparents and our parents and all, all those kind of things and the effect it has on other people uh, as old elderly grandparents and you know locking down the, the age homes and them getting food and what they need and them being able to get the treatment if they get it because if the rest of us are stupid and younger and go out and get it, yeah, we might deal with it, but we're going to overload the hospitals and the people that really are going to need the care more than others, you know, they're potentially not going to get it. Yeah. But that curve that they keep talking about needs to be flattened so they can get people in and out of hospital and maintain, uh, you know, some sort of order and control because if it goes over, they will just start turning people away because they won't have oh, a bed. Oh, it's going to be drama, that's right. So. Um, what, are you, what have you been watching while you've been in ISO? Uh, I, I didn't get to see that last round of football I've watched most Recommend of that anything? not really at the moment shows, movies, no I watched the Nothing. watched the end of the football I've watched some of the football shows the last few days I've been mostly just doing podcasts to be honest I've got a The Outsider which is on 
showcase. Yeah. That was quite good. That's the Jason Bateman, the one that he produced. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good if people are looking for something to watch. What else? If you haven't watched the um, uh, what's the the documentary, the Patriots guy. Um, Who? Oh, Hernandez. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. If you haven't watched that on Netflix, uh, that was that, that was okay. I, I think the podcast series by the Boston Globe was better. Yeah. What about um, Making a Murderer? If you have not seen Making a Murderer, never watched it. And I know you haven't. Um, sit down. I think it's twenty episodes. I'm not big. About Forty minutes each. It's a belter. Absolute not, belter. You'll love that. I'm not into um, that kind of stuff, eh? I'm not. Mate, you watch it. it. Neither am I usually, but that one's a that one's a cracker. Can I tell you one I watch? And again, you're not going to have a clue, but I'm a bit twisted, and you know I'm a bit weird, and I have a strange sense of humour. I'm watching Rick and Morty. Oh, it's, rubbish. It's a, just a dirty cartoon show. I find it hilarious. I love Can't Family. I love Family Guy. I like those kind of things. I'm a strange cat. Yeah. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine. If anyone out there likes Brooklyn Nine Nine. Andy Sandberg and that. If you're not up to date, that's on there. And if you get SBS Vice Land, you can watch the most recent season. I think there's eight episodes on there. Uh, I'm more, uh, the I'm more of a comedy. The, if you're looking for something more sporty, the, if you've got Amazon Prime, the test they've got all the now that, but they've got all the NFL. It's called um, All or Nothing. So they've got. Can I get that on my computer? Last five or yeah, you can get that on a computer. The last five or six. Seasons they've followed an NFL team for the whole year. That's better it's than just, it's unbelievable, and they've got one on Manchester City, which is just as good. I'd, I'd highly recommend that. There's one on the Michigan Wolverines college team. Nah, not not overly great. I didn't get a lot out of that one, but uh, there's one on the All Blacks, so you can get on there and you can watch. I think it's Arizona Cardinals is the first one. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Carolina Panthers. Uh, the most recent one this year was on the Philadelphia Eagles. There's one other one that I'm missing. I can't off the top of my head think of who it who it is. Um, but uh, just unbelievable. Rick Cracker shows there. I think they're about eight episodes each. Uh, so yeah, highly highly recommend those. Yeah, I need some books, um, but you've got you're the book man. Yeah, books. Uh, I'm reading the Bill Belichick book at the moment. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, but I'm, I'm more. I'm reading one on emotional intelligence, just things that are a little bit more dry, I guess, for people who are listening. Um, what's the best book I've read recently? Well, I haven't read a book in God knows how long because usually between this work and everything else, I just don't really sit still. I'm usually home, sleep, go to bed, and overtime and all that. But now that I've got the time. And I'm twiddling my thumbs a little bit. I think now might be the time that I read. Read a little bit, yeah. Kevin Guy at school was talking about he's been reading the Jack Reacher books. I didn't even realise that Jack Reacher was based on books. So yeah, he said I there's think. about 20 of them. He loves them. He reckons he, he can't put them down. And he's, he's wired pretty similarly to us. I'd say what I also saved when we talk about Netflix a list, there's a series on Bill Gates that I when I saw the shorts for it, I was just like, holy shit. Okay. Um, it's a limited series apparently I haven't watched it yet but things like that interest me like just interesting people like Bill Gates is clearly an exceptional human being um, yeah it's stuff like that but like the murder stuff I know people look at it and uh, I don't know that doesn't really make me tick or interest me and even the Hernandez thing I watched it on there I was like yeah the podcast series if you haven't seen it if you go on uh, and type in Aaron Hernandez on the podcast the Boston Globe did a series that has more facts and probably more information that TV show is a little bit sketchy for me but uh, that Bill Gates limited series, I haven't seen it yet. It's three parts, but we're talking about okay. someone who's just completely changed the way the world works. Like something like that, 
um, now that I've got the time. You want to do it? Yeah. That's on Netflix. I want to watch that because there's not many people out there like that's that's someone well, who's one, changed the, the way the world. The one that I'm dying to watch, dying to sit down and watch is Tiger King. I think it came out on Netflix oh, yesterday. I've seen so many um, people posting it from America because they're in complete lockdown. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, me either. But I, well, I've got a I've got a basic sort of murder mayhem, um, basically murder for hire. So uh, yeah, they reckon it's it's absolutely nuts. So I'm going to um, well between the two the two younguns, like we've obviously had Henley's had a few issues this week. He's been he was in hospital for a couple of nights with a bit of reflux, nothing serious. But he's, he's okay, but. Um, yeah, trying to manage the two kids. Hopefully tonight they go down and sleep and we can uh, binge watch a couple of those episodes. It'd be good. Um, I'm in The Walking Dead, so that's that's on at the moment. Um, yeah, I never got into that. It's it's a, it's a little bit hit and miss. The last couple of seasons have been... That was like you with Game of Thrones, though. Ordinary. I never got into Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, unbelievable. I, look, the last season was a little bit... Yeah. Uh, I'm not disappointed. It just sort of didn't didn't finish up the way that I thought it would. But if you if you've never seen an episode, watch it. You can it's something you can binge watch and you'll get into it. I didn't like it. Um, it was sort of yeah. It was a show my wife and I watched, similar to The Walking Dead. I'm not sure I'd watch The Walking Dead if it was just me, but it's something that we sit down and watch together. So um, and Homeland's the other one that's in its last season. So I haven't started watching that either. So there's a little bit little bit to watch. So I'm again, like I said, I'm a bit weird, and I like to rewatch movies when I know I like something. But I also really, really like stand-up comedy. I've been to a lot of gigs uh, the last couple of years, and when I was in the US, I went to a couple of the comedy stores. So for people that have Netflix, again, that's something I like doing. I love Bill Burr, who's on there. He's a Boston comedian. He's just a loose cannon. Some of the earlier Kevin Hart stuff was really, really funny before he got mega written. Not saying he's not funny now, but you can see a change in his jokes and everything now that he's. You know. I started watching the documentary on Kevin Hart. I watched that. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I'm one or two episodes into that. So that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting human. But I want to watch what you've said, Amazon Prime. So that'll probably be the next thing I get onto. Um, yeah, all or nothing. Get onto it. The test is. They'll watch the test next. Um, yeah, I better. We better get out of here. Eh? Stop yep. boring people. One last we'll do time. Another, we'll do another podcast in a couple of weeks. One oh, last. Sorry, in a couple of days. Yeah, one last time. Run through your team. You there? Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I um, I closed it up. I've closed my computer up. So. Oh, okay. Well, basically, everyone's well, heard. I, I, I may know it off the top of my head. You, you go through yours. I've got Tedesco at fullback. The wingers are Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Ken Marmolo. Jack Whiten, Joseph Manu, the centres. Cameron Munster, Daly Cherubins, the halves. The front row, Siwa Toki Aho and Adam Fenua Blake, the hooker. Josh Hodgson, the back row, Wade Graham, Tyson Frizzell and a lock. Tamalolo on the bench, the utility, Connor Watson, Cameron Murray, James Fisher-Harrison, Jesse Bromwich, the three bench forwards. Um. There you go. And again... Running through it, uh, being absolutely subjective, I do think slight edge in the back five, but it's not going to matter because the forward pack you've got would definitely, I think, uh, win that battle. And over time, again, if we're framing a market, you were probably more generous. I'd, I'd say eight to ten points, I reckon. Eight to ten, yeah. You got me. Isolation brain. I fucked up. I panic bought, like you said. I went into Woolworths and I grabbed everything off the shelf. You bought t- you bought bog roll before you bought food. I should have just stacked my forward pack. Don't, don't people like just on that? Don't people get things in the wrong fucking order? Like they bought they went out and bought a whole heap of toilet paper. It's like you can't shit unless you're eating. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just going to... Uh, I, I don't get it. I'm still going to throw it. Pasta. You go down there now. The other day I went down there and got... Like, I just did our weekly shop, and we buy... We have roast spuds. I like these roasties, um, McCain roasties, and I, I usually buy... We go through about two, two to three packs a week because we'll have um, roast spuds with our chicken schnitzel, and we'll have roast spuds with our roast on the weekend, like whether it's chicken or beef or whatever. And I had three of them on the on the thing, and they said, oh, you can only have two of them. I said, this is my normal shop. She said, yeah, well, we've had to put restrictions on. I said, okay. So I had to trot them on back. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, people are insane. And you know what I'm like. I like to do a – we do a fortnightly shop, which is about two or three, uh, three or 400 bucks. Just bang, here it is. So I don't have to go down the shops. And I'm going to continue to do that. Uh but I, I certainly don't panic buy and hoard. Like, everything that we buy, we use. We're not in a position where we can waste money. So I just think these people, have, they've fucked it up for everyone. You can't even get um, your groceries delivered anymore. No. Usually I just go online, bang, 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 get it delivered. Anything that's sort of perishable that I've got to go and get, I'll go and grab that. So when I go down the shops, usually I'm spending $20 here, $30 there to just get the perishable stuff. But they've really screwed the system for everyone in this current climate. Like... No one needs any more or less than what they did previously. The shops haven't closed. No, people just, just because people stupid. have gone and panicked and bought a whole shitload of stuff, and now everyone's struggling to keep up. The shops are struggling to keep up. Well, I still think there's going to be a correction because all those that have hoarded and hoarded in a week or two, even if we went in a lockdown, there's going to be too much stock. They're going to look at some point and go, "Well, fuck, I don't need anything." And yeah. I, I reckon in a couple of weeks, when we are probably in lockdown, you're going to go to the shops and you're not going to have a worry unless people yeah. are just that fucking stupid that they keep buying and then in the end they're just going to end up with a bunch of shit they're going to have to throw out or they're never they're not going to have to shop for perishables for fucking yeah, the next I, four I always years. say that to my wife like, we'll buy just buy if you're going to buy stuff more than what we need make sure it's non-perishable right nothing annoys me more than throwing food out yeah dead money yeah, yeah well, it's just a waste as well it's, I, I just think someone else could have used that I could have I could have gone and given that to a family who would have actually eaten it so yeah. try not to waste um as much as we possibly can, but yeah, just yeah, think think about others, not yourselves, in this in this current climate. Hundred percent. And uh, wash your hands. Yeah, and wipe your ass. Social social distancing. Social yeah, distancing. Stay inside, guys. Follow the fucking rules so we we get footy back on and life returns to normal. That's that's what we want. And you know, most importantly, everyone stays safe and healthy, and we don't have any concerns. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw it out there to finish this off. I've single handedly fucked this podcast. Why? Because of just going full spaz with my picks. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I've ruined it. We, we could have been more competitive if I went for the forwards earlier and we at least would have had something to argue about. But well, as let, you let said... The, uh, let the fans decide whose who's team would win and we'll do an all-time one. You've got you've got a chance to redeem yourself. I'm not, I'm not knocking and the look, fans. what we'll do is in the, in, the, uh, in the all-time one, you can have first pick. So you can have Andrew Johns, okay? I've, I've just let myself down, that's all. I'm disappointed. That's all. Isolation brain has got the better of me, and I've just fucked this podcast, mate. You've, you've got me. The Ford pack's going to roll all over the top of me. I've got no hope. I've, mm. I've let myself down as a former forward and preaching always that it starts in the engine room. I just panic bought. I looked at a couple of positions and thought, there's good players there. He might take a half or something else, and I've just completely underestimated that we think alike, and I've just fucked myself. Yeah, no. So I'm... I'm, okay. I'm I'm going to have to apologise. Have you got a mirror in that room? You got a mirror? Just sit in front of it, have a think, have you, a look into it. You, a, a quote from one of my old coaches that we've got to do some soul searching, boys. Soul searching, boys. Going to have to do some soul searching, fellas. Like, oh, fuck. All right, I've got to get out of here. All right. We'll, uh, 
we'll, we'll do our greatest greatest ever 17. That'll be our next podcast. Brock's team um, and beats we'll do me. It in the next couple of days. Brock's team beats me easy. I fucked this podcast. I apologise to everybody out there. Probably probably Monday. What do you reckon? Monday? Oh, we'll see how we go, but we'll keep looking at, we'll keep looking at some stuff, we'll keep coming up with some ideas and we'll keep the content coming, but We will. I apologise to the fans because no, Brock's team is going to fucking destroy mine. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Everybody, again, stay safe, think about others, help out where you can and fucking self isolate, please. Yeah, do it. Do it, do it. Do it, do it. Alright, enjoy your week and enjoy watching old rugby league or listen to us talk like a pair of flogs. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.